Hello, I'm Chris Easton, a partner in the tech sector team at Field Fisher, and welcome to the Field Fisher Automation Unwrapped podcast. In this series, my colleagues from across the tech sector team speak to their clients about the world of automation and what the future holds. In this episode, I speak to Simon Delaval, Chief Technology Officer at Veolia Nuclear Solutions, about his lifelong interest in solving problems with the use of machines, how his team and their robots are solving the dangerous challenges of cleaning up the Fukushima nuclear disaster, and how he sees robots further integrating into our lives in the future. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, Simon, and, and welcome on behalf of Field Fisher and on behalf of our listeners. Thanks very much for joining us today to talk about your perspectives in autonomous things. Just to open the conversation up, it would be great just to hear a little bit from you about what your role is and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, Chris, yeah, thank you very much for inviting us to talk about this. So I'm Simon Delaval, or Simon Delaval in French. I'm the Chief Technical Officer for Veolia Nuclear Solutions, which is the nuclear branch of the Veolia company. But I'm based in the UK, and I work with a team in the UK that is focused on special machinery and robotics, where I've been for more than 10 years now, nearly 14 years coming on. Why did you get into technology, and in particular the, you know, the, the nuclear industry? What excites you about your, your role? Yes, I think I've always had an interest in, in machinery and moving solutions, integration of a lot of different type of engineering. Um, so I had a career in mechatronics, and I worked in robotics previously to Veolia. Even in the medical industries and in different industries and in packaging industry, et cetera, engineering and technologies that is having a real impact um, on various peoples on the where the world works. Awesome. And we're, we're seeing a big uptick in interest in AI. Certainly 2023 was the year of AI. And I think 2024 will probably be the year of finding interesting use cases for that technology. But when we're talking about robotics and autonomous things in particular, what use cases are you finding within the robotics space and in particular for intelligent robotics, Veolia? Yeah, so AI yeah, is an interesting one because it's actually been there for a long time. I remember studying it at the university, but you're right that the buzz has been created very strongly as it's a lot more accessible as of last year with a lot of the uh, companies uh, releasing AI technology to general public. It's down being back to the robotics, robotics technologies. There's definitely a push towards autonomy, and autonomous systems now. So for a long time, what we call automation, so repeating actions that we programmed has been used very effectively, but AI pushing the machineries and the robotics towards more autonomous decisions and on trajectory and tasks to be performed, really opens a, a lot of new ways to think about how technology can adapt to projects that we thought would be too difficult for technological solutions. So we're exploring applications that we not thought about before, like sorting some nuclear waste that was too difficult to be sorted by normal traditional machineries, or having robotic platform being deployed in environments that was definitely too difficult before we programmed in advance. And for example, we spent many years in the last decades planning some projects, such as the project to be deploying into the Fukushima damage reactor. On that took a lot of careful planning and analyzing data uh, that was not always available in the best forms. On now, we'll see these type of projects with AI and autonomous probably become a lot easier to plan and to adapt as the project goes along. 
Yeah, I'm aware of your work in relation to the, the Fukushima nuclear cleanup. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about that and maybe perhaps some of the challenges you've been facing or the, the learnings or developments that have come out of that in the robotic space? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a very exciting and challenging project, which is what we like. The purpose of the project that we are working on for Fukushima is to be able to deploy sensors inside the core of the disaster. So as many people will know, there's been a meltdown of the reactor after the tsunami in 2011 on the state of the fuel, which is the most radioactive element of the reactor, is not well known and no decommissioning can be planned until this is fully characterized. So the project we've done with a client in Japan, which is Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, is to conceive of a new machine that can be deployed in that extremely challenging environment to have various sensors to characterize where the fuel debris are, what is the nature of the radioactivity over there. And there are many different challenges, but I think in terms of the robotics, the two biggest challenges are the unknown environment, as you can imagine after an explosion, uh, no drawings or no previous mapping uh, will tell us what it is really when we go inside it. And the second biggest challenge is the uh, access to that area that has to be done through a very small wall relatively to the size of the machine. So it's a tunnel across the shield that is about four meter long and half meter diameter. So we have to do a lot of operations through small apertures and, and obstacles in that environment. And for robotics, that's quite challenging because we can plan only to a certain point in advance. And this is why we have a machine that's a mixture of automation and collaboration of a human operator to plan some of the next steps. So that's really interesting on how robotics is being used in specifically in, in that context. How do you see automation changing uh, our lives more generally outside of the nuclear context? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the automation, our lives have been changed already quite extensively. What's very interesting is the advance, as you mentioned before, of AI on to a certain effect of ways to replicate autonomies of technologies. I think in terms of autonomous technologies emerging now, um, it definitely would give us a more natural and easier interaction with technologies in everyday life. So whether it's at work or at your life outside work, and this will enable people to do more on different field things. So in terms of work with engineering on how the, um, the environment we work in, I think the type of design analysis prediction we'll be able to do will be done in different ways, thanks to artificial intelligence. I also think at a personal level, it will enable people to focus on skills that make human people more valuable. And um, so they'll remove a lot of the nitty gritty as automation has done already, but they'll be going even further now with autonomous systems. And then within the, the nuclear in industry itself, how do you see automation changing the way that we currently operate? What do you see for the, the future of the industry? Yeah, I think there's more and more now confidence in these technologies to be deployed autonomously on nuclear sites, where the question was always, how can you make sure that the tool you've programmed is going to adapt to environments you're going to see. And what we started seeing for the last two years, and I'm sure we'll see more in the future years, is that there'll be more robotic platforms that can access areas that are too dangerous for people at a much lower cost. So it gives more accessibility to technological solutions that uh, would have taken too much time to either develop or program or plan uh, and was uh, as such prohibitive. I also think through these mediums, we'll have a lot more access to digital data 
digital data is the backbone of a lot of engineering on technological solution. And wherever it is for autonomous solutions to be able to be guided in that environment or for planning and creating the right solution with sufficient data to guarantee the success um, of accessing some of the most hazardous area in the nuclear sites. In the nearer term, if I had to ask you for, for one prediction for the next sort of 12, 18 months, what would that be? I think we're going to see a lot of the buzz that's surrounding AI that uh, I, I found quite confusing, I think, for the general public, uh, filter out into real application for industrial or industrial solutions. So I think we all heard about ChatGPT on the, the natural language model that's been used. I am pretty sure this is going to be used to communicate an interface a lot more efficiently with technologies. So programming robots in a more natural manner or working with software in a more natural manner. So a lot of people that don't have the skill sets to use technologies that they cannot use today. And that's going to be very powerful. I also think we're going to have a lot more, what has been seen as sci-fi robots being deployed on, on more industrial applications. Um, so I think we start to see a lot more of these quadruped robots working like dogs around it. There's a new emerging trend on humanoid robots. Um, so it's going to make the industry think differently about what tools can be deployed that wasn't conceivable before. That sounds pretty exciting. I'd certainly take that bet on seeing more use cases and uh, easier interfaces with machines. The quadrupeds that I'll be keeping an eye out for. Simon, that's, um, that, that, that's fantastic. It's been really interesting um, to hear from you today. So um, thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you very much. It's been very exciting to be able to talk about it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Fieldfisher's Automation Unwrapped podcast. If you have any questions about today's updates, don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you found it useful, do make sure to give us a like or review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and we'll see you next time.